Hello and welcome to the VIP Fitness Podcast. My name is Victoria and my aim is to help you understand the mechanics of fat loss and maintenance and then to help you implement this understanding with your own fat loss and maintenance journey. I'll provide you with information, hints, tips, tricks and hacks that you can pick and choose from to use in your day-to-day life. If you want more information or you'd like to speak to me about coaching, you can find me on Instagram at VIP Fitness Coaching. Thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it. If you do enjoy what you've heard, I'd appreciate it if you could share, follow, review, rate, all of that good stuff that podcasts ask you to do. Thank you for your time. Hello and welcome back. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about resistance training, but then I'm also going to move on to talking about gym neutrality, as it's something that's been in my brain the last couple of days, and I think it warrants talking about because a lot of people might feel the same way. So I'm going to start with resistance training and why, if you can, you should be doing this in your workouts at some point. So resistance training is strength training, lifting weights, working your muscles, trying to get them stronger, bigger, whatever you're looking to do with your muscles. It's different from NEAT and from cardio. You don't necessarily get sweaty. You don't necessarily feel like you've worked out in the traditional sense when you're feeling absolutely exhausted and sweaty and panting and all of that. But it is very, very, very important. Your muscles and your muscle tone, the amount of muscle you have on your body, your lean muscle tissue is a very good indicator of how well you're going to age and just general health markers. So from an aesthetic point of view, having muscles is really good. You get that toned, defined look if you've lost a bit of body fat and you've built a bit of muscle. You get that body image aesthetic that you might be aiming for where you see people looking lean and toned. And a lot of people train just for aesthetics and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you want to train to make your body look a certain way that's absolutely fine people go out and they get their hair done they get their nails done you wear makeup you choose certain clothes to wear to highlight certain bits of your body there's absolutely nothing wrong with applying that pride of your appearance to your body itself so long as you're doing it safely so long as you're not starving yourself you're not taking steroids or other medications that you shouldn't be taking to get there absolutely nothing wrong with wanting your body to look a certain way within safe limits some people have got performance goals when it comes to resistance training. They want to be able to lift the biggest thing, carry the heaviest weight. They want to have the biggest strength goals, big PBs. You know, that's another reason for wanting to strength train. Other people use strength training to support other forms of sport. So footballers and rugby players, netballers, tennis players, anybody doing any kind of sport, if they're doing it at a professional level, a semi-professional level, even a good amateur level, including strength in your workout program is going to make you better at your sport. I'm a runner. I am nowhere near a professional runner. I am very much an amateur, but I always make time in my schedule for strength training because I know how supportive it is of my running. When I've picked up injuries and I've not been able to run, the fact that I've managed to keep my muscle tone and I've kept training has meant that I can still participate in races on very poor running training and still do well. It also helps prevent injuries so lifting 
the weights makes your bones stronger, you're less likely to get stress fractures, you're less likely to get muscle tears and strains and all of the kind of injuries that you pick up through endurance sports, be it running or cycling, not so much swimming, but all of these injuries that you pick up, you are much less likely to do that if you have strong muscles and part of that strong bones. Some people who might have been in hospital or have been very poorly for a long period of time and who have lost a lot of their strength and their muscle tone, they might be training to rebuild that strength to get them to the point where they were before they got sick. They might be wanting to gain muscle strength again so that they can go out with their families, go walking, just feel good about themselves in their bodies again because through sickness and ill health, they might have felt a real disconnect with their bodies and they're wanting to get that back and resistance training can help with that the big one the really 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 big one getting older we all know the story of that relative who has tripped over going down to the shops and they've shattered a hip or they've broken a femur or it's been icy outside and they've fallen over going out of their front door we hear stories of our relatives who are in care homes and they break bones just falling out of bed and end up in hospital and and it's really not a very nice place to be. I know a lot of people will be thinking, well, you know, I'm only in my 20s, my 30s, whatever, it, you know, I've got a long time to think about that. It doesn't matter. But the reality is, the sooner you start, the better it is going to be for you. If you start resistance training early, you're going to have that muscle there already, so that all you really have to do is keep on top of it. You're not having to build that muscle in your 50s, your 60s, your 70s. You've already got it. All you need to do is just take care of it. So you're not going to have to work as hard necessarily and then when you are starting to get into your older age into your 70s 80s if you're really lucky into your 90s and you do lose your muscle really easily when you are older hanging on to as much as possible is going to give you such a better quality of life as you age you're going to be more independent you're going to be able to do your own shopping you're going to hopefully so long as your eyes are okay you're going to be able to drive your car you're going to be able to do things around your house your garden you're going to be able to go out and visit your friends and your family you're going to be able to stay in your own home for longer and if you don't want to go into a care home when you're in your old age the best thing you can do is start weight training now because your bones are going to be stronger you're not going to be one of these little old ladies that breaks a hip falling down over a little step you're going to be able to get up and down stairs you might have heard the expression bungalow legs whereby when people retire and they move out of a house into a bungalow they're no longer getting that little bit and you wouldn't even think of it as training but just going up and down the stairs they're not doing that anymore and the muscles that they had to help them get up and down stairs they lose them and they get to a point where they can't even go up one or two little steps like getting up into a car or going up into a shop or things like that so bungalow legs change of lifestyle it's very easy to lose your muscle and to become quite quite weak and again the bones as well by doing strength training and weight training you do make your bones stronger as part of that especially women as we get older we're more susceptible to osteoporosis where our bones just start to crumble if you're not having any hrt after you've gone into perimenopause and menopause this can get even worse so if you do need to avoid hrt for other reasons it's even more vital that you are training your muscles and your bones now to help prevent losing your independence as you get older. Apologies, I don't know if I said this at the top of the podcast. It's currently Sunday night. It is blowing an absolute 
gale out there. It's one of the storms. I can't remember which one it is. Storm or I'm not sure. But anyway, it is absolutely howling and there's not much I can do about the noise of that. So I do apologise. I've also just been joined by a cat. So if you start to hear tapping and scratching, again, apologies for that. So when we talk about resistance training and strength training, there's a lot of different ways you can go about doing this. The traditional way what people think of when you think of strength training is obviously going to the gym and joining a gym now this is a great option if you join a gym generally there will be well there should be gym instructors there pts there people who can help you get started any good gym will give you a full induction they'll give you a tour of the gym show you where everything is and a gym instructor will take you through a basic program they'll write a program for you if you tell them what it is you want they'll design that program to help you meet that goal so joining a gym is a great way to start even if you're not sure if you want to continue going to a gym long term or anything like that it's really good to join even if just for like three or four months just to get an idea of what the moves are what the muscles are the different ways of working out how you get certain muscles to move another thing you can do is you can get a PT and a lot of PTs will do you short-term plans where they'll help you out for a month or so just to get you started in the gym just to get you started on some programs and what you're supposed to be doing also when you go to the gym you'll see people there who look like they know what they're doing they're regulars these people are super friendly and they are generally more than happy to help you if you're stuck on something it's a really good community way of getting involved in strength training it can seem quite intimidating at first it might be that if you're fortunate enough to have a selection of gyms near you you might want to go and have a look around some of them just see which one has the best feel for you have a look at the equipment see what you think you might be most comfortable with if you've never done any kind of resistance training before you might want to start out using the weights machines because then you don't have to worry about dropping the weights you don't have to worry about necessarily getting hurt you might have seen videos on social media where people are doing silly lifts with massive weights and they drop them and they get trapped and they drop a dumbbell on their foot and all kinds of bad things happen if you stick to the resistance machines you can get started with weight training without that level of danger but if you're doing it properly that won't be an issue you can move on to doing those kinds of things once you feel comfortable even if you do have really bad anxiety about going to the gym what you can do is just ease yourself into it gently join your local gym go in there and walk on the treadmill for five minutes whilst you're on the treadmill have a little look around see what people are doing scope the place out a bit and leave and if you just need to do that for a few weeks while you get comfortable just go in pick one machine, do something for five or 10 minutes on that machine and go again. That's absolutely fine. No one should be judging you for doing that if you're just wanting to go in there and get comfortable. And then once you've been at the gym for a while, you might feel like you want to move on to some of the dumbbells, the kettlebells, the free weights, the bars, all of that kind of thing. And any good gym will be more than happy for you to go in there and ask their gym instructors to show you how to use a new piece of kit. There might be PTs in there who are waiting around for clients. They'll be happy to show you as well. And then again, if you see people who are regulars, they'll also probably be quite happy to show you how to use a bit of kit. If they're not qualified, though, just be careful if they're showing you anything that you're not too sure of. You want to get it checked out. Go speak to a member of staff just to be on the safe side. If going to the gym is not an option for you, so 
your job is very busy, you've got a very hectic family life, even getting to the gym for half an hour, it's just not going to be feasible to fit that into your day. If you live in a rural area, you might not even have the option of a gym within 20 minutes, 30 minutes or an hour. So it might be that going to the gym is just something you're not able to do. You might want to look at trying home workouts and you can do a pretty decent home workout just with your body weight. You can do things like squats and push-ups and sit-ups and things like that. At the end of this episode, I will run you through a quick home workout that you can do and incorporate into your day if you don't have time to go to the gym, if you don't have a lot of equipment. So home workouts, if you can, it might be worth investing in a few little bits and pieces just to get you started. You might want to invest in some resistance bands because they don't take up a lot of room and you can do a lot of moves with a resistance band. Just get on YouTube, have a search, Pinterest, wherever, search for some moves. A set of dumbbells. If you're very, very new to lifting, you might want to just get maybe a three kilo set or a four kilo set. You can do bicep curls, tricep work, shoulder work, chest work. There's a lot you can do with a set of dumbbells. If you want to start going a bit heavy with things, I know Aldi at the moment are selling those really heavy sandbags. I've just picked one up the other week so that for the opportunities when I can't get to the gym and I want to do some kind of strength-based workout, I've got a nice big heavy bag there that I can get my legs worked out without having to get a big piece of kit. You can get things such as the, um, oh, what are they called? The pull-up bars for the door. If you get a pull-up bar for your door, you can start off doing chin-ups, which is where you have the palms of your hand facing you. You can do neutral grip, which is where you have like the sides of your hands facing you. Or you can do the full pull-up move where you have the backs of your hands facing you. And you can progress through those three moves until your back gets stronger. You can also use strong resistance bands with that to help you if it's too much at first. So there's a lot that you can do at home. Core moves. Everybody can do a plank. Everybody could do a wall sit. You can do dead bugs and sit-ups. There's a lot you can do. It's just whether or not you have that motivation to do it at home versus going to the gym. I know myself, I am not a home workout person. Unless I had like a garage gym where I had to physically leave my house and go into the garage, I know that I'm not going to do home workouts unless it's an absolute emergency. I have to be in a separate space. But if you're motivated and you can do it at home, then a home workout might be perfect for you. If you are thinking about starting some resistance training, but it does feel very overwhelming. You don't really know what you want to do with it to start off with. I've got a little plan for you that you can start doing at home with minimal equipment to get you started. So these are the moves I suggest you try doing at home. You can do a bodyweight squat. So you take your feet underneath your shoulders or a bit wider. It depends like on your ankle mobility and things like that. But get into a position where you can bend down and do a bodyweight squat with a nice straight back. Have a look on YouTube and on the internet and that to check that the form is correct. You want a nice straight back that you're not curving down into it. And just do 10 bodyweight squats. Once you've done that, do reverse lunges. One foot stays nice and stable and you take the other foot back and you lunge down to the ground, up and back again and do that 10 times on each leg. So those two moves will be great for your legs. Again, have a look on YouTube for all of these moves to double check that you're doing it correctly. You can then, for your chest, do push-ups. If you need to do them from your knees, do them from your knees and just do 10 push-ups, either on your knees or from your feet. If doing them from your knees is still too tough, then do them up against a wall. So you're leaning against the wall and you're doing the push-up on the wall 
rather than on the floor and that way you can just gradually build up the strength until you can do them on the floor on your knees and then when you're comfortable doing that you can do the full push-up on the floor if you get so this is where we get some equipment coming into play here if you can get one of those door pull-up bars see if you can do 10 chin-ups that's the one where your palms are facing you if you can't do 10 pull-ups at 10 chin-ups just start out doing as many as you can and what you might want to do is put it in a doorway that you go through quite regularly so like a door into the kitchen or into the living room and every time you go through that door if you just try to do as many chin-ups as you can until you've got up to that 10 so it might be that the first time you do it you can only manage one that's fine that will get you started every time you go through that door just do one and as you get stronger build that up until you're doing three each time or four each time up to seven up to eight once you hit that 10 then you can just put it in as your workout just do 10 chin-ups and then from there you can start to progress to the other hand grips to make it a bit trickier if you get a pair of dumbbells you can do shoulder press so some small dumbbells and you can add these to your body weight squats and your lunges as well just hold the dumbbells at ear height with your palms facing forward and then just push them up above your head and then slowly lower them back down again just do 10 of those Again, please check a video on that to make sure the form is correct. Sit-ups. See if you can do 10 sit-ups. Put something soft underneath you like a mat or something and 10 sit-ups. And finally, dips on the edge of a chair or a coffee table. If you can do it with your knees straight, um, sorry, with your legs straight, do it with legs straight. If that's too tough at first, start with the knees bent and dipping like that. And for all of these moves, if you are brand new to it and you can't quite do the 10, just do as many as you can and build up to the 10. So that's squats, reverse lunges, push-ups, chin-ups, shoulder press, dips and sit-ups. See if you can do those seven moves. If even that seems very overwhelming at first, start with just one and make it a habit. So start with the bodyweight squats, do 10 squats every day and you can do it whilst you're waiting for the kettle to boil, you can do it whilst you're waiting for the toaster, you can do it whilst you're waiting for your kids to come down and get their flipping shoes on because you've already told them six times and they're still not there. Pick a point in the day, brushing your teeth is a great one although it might knock your toothbrush out of whack a bit. Just pick a point in the day where you go right I'm going to do 10 squats. Once you've formed that habit and you're doing it every day, 10 squats, 10 squats, 10 squats, then add another one in. Right, I'm going to do 10 squats and 10 push-ups every time. And just keep adding a move every single day until you've built that little habit. And then once you've got that mini home workout nailed, you don't necessarily have to do it every single day. You can take a day off here and there because you formed the habit. But you do have to form the habit first. So if you're the kind of person where if you take one day off, that's going to knock you off for a full week, don't take the day off. It's a very small workout. It's not going to exhaust you. Try to do it every day until it becomes a habit. I will put in the show notes all of those moves and how to like a little bit about how to do them about forming the habit but if you can get started with that and if that's all you can manage to do for your resistance training it is better than nothing trying to do a perfect workout trying to hit the gym three or four times a week every single week nailing your workout every single time it's not feasible and if you go into it wanting it to be perfect and not achieving that perfection it's very easy just to sack the whole thing off aim for just doing a little bit every day 
and see how you get on with it. The second thing I wanted to talk about in this podcast that I mentioned right at the top was about the gym neutrality. And if you're the kind of person that doesn't like going to the gym and that puts you off resistance training, it might be better to reframe how you're seeing the gym and your relationship with it. It's very easy to look on Instagram and on social media and all these things and see people going to the gym. They've got amazing kit. They've got matching sports bra and leggings. They've got cool trainers in every single colour. Their hair is amazing. They've got like intricate braids going on. They've got a full face of makeup. The gym that they're in, if you look at it in the videos, it seems quite empty, but it's really spacious. There's a lot of equipment. The lighting is amazing. They've clearly got a friend with them who's doing the video for them. And then they do their workout. The workout looks amazing. It looks really smooth. They look really confident doing it. At the end of it, they say how how great they feel, how much better their mental health is, all the endorphins that are kicking off. And that's absolutely fine. They probably do feel like that and that's really good for them but for you you might not feel that I've been going to the gym now for about six years and I do not feel that when I go to the gym I certainly don't do my hair and my makeup my hair is regularly in the mum bun I never wear makeup as a rule anyway certainly not for the gym you go to the gym and it's busy somebody's on a bit of a kit that you want so you have to change your workout around you don't like the music that's playing and you've forgotten your headphones and and it just doesn't feel like a fun experience but that's okay because if you think about it and you think neutrally about it you're not going to have a good time some people do some people are very social at the gym it's a real big social event for them it's where their community is some people like me the gym is where you go to live your best old lady life I know that going to the gym now I don't particularly like it. I don't have a great time. I don't come out of there feeling on top of the world. I don't get any kind of pleasure out of getting a new PB on a certain way. It just doesn't do it for me. I'm a runner. Get me out in the fresh air, looking at the scenery and running as fast as I can. That's my happy place. But I know deep down that going to the gym is important. It's like cleaning the house, going to the supermarket, It's doing the important things that need to be done. And for a bit of tough love now, unfortunately, if you don't do it, you're not going to age particularly well. You're going to put yourself at risk of osteoporosis, of muscle wastage, of not living an independent life. So as much as you might not want to do it, get it done. Don't feel like you have to love it. You can go in there and feel like, yep, this is the thing I'm doing. I don't love it but I know it's good for me, I'm going to get it done. And you don't have to feel that pressure to be absolutely loving it, to be on top of the world when you come out. Try to go to the gym with some neutrality. I'm going to make a new movement, gym neutrality. We've had body neutrality, let's have gym neutrality, where we're happy to go, put our headphones on, not speak to anybody, listen to the music that we want to listen to, lift all the heavy things, put them down again numerous times and go home and then we can enjoy our evening. There's nothing wrong with that. If you liked this and you thought it was helpful, please do share with your other antisocial friends who don't like going to the gym like me. I'd be really, really happy if you could do that. And I'll see you on Friday for Friday night dinners. Thank you very much for your time and attention today. I hope that some of what I've said today has been helpful. If you want any more information on anything I've covered, or if you'd like to speak to me about nutrition and fitness coaching, you can find me on Instagram at VIP Fitness Coaching. Please feel free to drop me a message. I'd be happy to respond to anything you want to talk about. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.